0: Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of the PBL Project Blitz. I know this is a little out of order, but we figured since there's an extra day this month being leap year, we were going to hit you with an extra PBL Project Blitz episode. This episode, we got to sit down with Nate Langle, who's a high school science teacher at Grand Rapids Public Museum School in Grand Rapids, Michigan.
1: In our conversation with Nate, we get to hear about his project that he did in his chemistry class, where he partnered with the Heartside Ministry, which is a local nonprofit in his community, uh, to teach students about chemistry and polar and nonpolar interactions.
0: If you're enjoying the music on our podcast, you can find more of that on Spotify. We've got it linked in our show notes. The band is called Attaboy, and this song is called Waking Up.
1: Enjoy this episode.
2: Welcome to the PBL Playbook, brought to you by Magnify Learning, where we equip teachers with project-based learning tools today so they can engage and empower their students for the future. This podcast will give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom, just like you, and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. Now, here are your PBL Playbook hosts, Josh and Andrea. Gotta find a better way.
0: We're here today with Nate Langle, who is a science teacher at Grand Rapids Public Museum School in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Nate, can you introduce yourself and your PBL background to our listeners?
3: Sure. Thanks for having me on the show. I keep being worried that there's a defensive lineman that's going to come tackle me. I hear this is a blitz episode. <laughs> um, Nate Langle, I um, live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I've been with the Public Museum School for a few years now. Um, we're a unique school where we're a, a public school, part of uh, Grand Rapids Public School District, and um, so we get um, students from uh, all over the city. We have kind of urban affluence, urban, uh, um, urban students experiencing poverty. We have just a really big spread of spread of students and um, unique in that we are a partnership with the Public Museum in Grand Rapids. Um, we're also partnered with um, a college that helps us with design thinking and another college that helps us with place-based education. So I think my uh, PBL flavor is kind of a mix of, of some of those other uh, educational lingo words, um, but it's a really neat place where we uh, do a lot of work with integration uh, with our city's history and then also our city's kind of current um, current events and current issues and have a lot of um, opportunity for community partnership being right downtown Grand Rapids.
1: Awesome. So, I mean, the the whole purpose of this episode is to talk about a project. So um, you share a project with us, and we're really excited to share it with our listeners. So can you give us just kind of that overview of what that project was? Um, Maybe kind of talking a little bit about the standards that you covered and and what your driving question entry event community partnerships were like, and and, um, just share that with our our listeners.
3: We're actually uh, wrapping up the project um, right now. We um, work on our staff uh, in a very integrated fashion. So We have the the flexibility and and freedom as a science, social studies, English, and math team to kind of dictate the morning schedule, by and large. We have our students in a block. And so when we were back designing our curriculum, um, we found out we had a flow of themes, and one of the themes that came up was justice. So this project that I'm going to describe is a science project, but it's really in tandem with an uh, English project um, and a social studies project that happened concurrently. Um, it's really neat, too, because I get students for um, a three-hour block for nine days um, with this project. So it's a it's a kind of an intensive, if you will, schedule that we get to do. And then they rotate through the ELA portion and the, the social studies portion, but they're, they're similarly themed doing similar work. We're just in that more science context. So um, our project launches by going to uh, three blocks away down the street. Um, to a place called Heartside Ministry. Um, our school is in kind of an historic part of Grand Rapids, and uh, we're in the, the neighborhood called Heartside Neighborhood. Uh, it's called that because of the variety of um, services and uh, ministries, um, missions that are, are dedicated to whether it's um, homelessness or poverty or affordable housing. Um, that part of town is kind of a hub and a, and a central for, for those things, and Heartside Ministry is kind of right in the middle of the Heartside Neighborhood. Um, the The building serves as really a living room for people that, that don't have living rooms. Um, they have a, a kind of a walk-in center, um, a community room, coffee going all the time, a place to have a mailbox, um, a place to uh, receive counseling. They have a therapy dog, um, yeah. which is a, a big hit with my students. And um, another really uh, fascinating aspect is their art studio. So their art studio serves as a free space to use uh, utilize materials utilize expertise of their um, art studio kind of support uh, people volunteers and um, art becomes really an outlet for people that are experiencing just uh, an amazing amount of, of stress of, of loss of, of um, stigma and um, art becomes an avenue for them to um, express and, and move in a, in a positive direction they even um, are able to sell some of the artwork um, that they create as a as a means of income. They also do some GED programs and some other counseling. That's a whole whole variety of services they offer. So we start by going there and um, touring and uh, meeting people. Um, one of my favorite aspects of that is we just sit down with students in the art studio, and the goal is say hi to somebody, talk about their arts, um, what's your name, um, right. and uh, I go to school a few blocks away. Nice to meet you, and um, we we really get a feel for. Um, the hard side community and um, what is what is going on there. So we regrouped back at high school and um, we are, are doing a, a chemistry project. The chemistry is some of my favorite chemistry sauce. I, I really enjoy this right. part of chemistry. It's um, polar, nonpolar interactions. So there's um, really at a macroscopic scale, oil and water don't mix. And that's due to what's going on with their molecules, unequally shared electrons, polar, nonpolar, super cool stuff. Right, <laughs> um, And um, we... Dive into learning about that with the goal of utilizing product development techniques to create food, care, or art products to then donate to Heartside Ministry. So, uh, very much of the food that we eat and the ways that we clean ourselves and the art that we do is centered around um, polar and nonpolar chemistry. And so, we do some initial experiments uh, with that, a lot of kitchen chemistry type of stuff to kind of see the phenomena of, of what's happening there and then move into brainstorming. So right now I got students that are working on making lip balm, um, students that are working on making, um, uh, granola bar, uh, um, to go containers that are com- compostable. Um, it's a sustainability flare going on in that too. got <laughs> students make soap. Um, soap is really kind of the one of the highlight molecules and some of the highlight chemistry going on, um, in that, um, but lotion, um, yeah, ex- exfoliating sugar scrubs. I um, have one student that made bath bombs. Like, oh, hang on, we gotta call them uh, something else. <laughs> 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 Let's bath bubble fizz. There we go. Um, and she actually made those. And um, in her design process, she kept we kept kind of nudging her, like, are you thinking about your end user? Thinking about your end user? And came to the conclusion, like, wait, most of the people probably don't have bathtubs. Like, oh no, my project is on this <laughs> really, what, do, what do I do? And I had a out for her. She uh, was able to really neat. She did a fundraiser with those and is using that money that she raised to buy artwork that we're going to hang in our school. Um, That speaks to, again, another aspect of the project that I just just love is that it's, it's not just us donating something. Oh, poor, poor you. Um, We're going to give you these things by going there and sharing our science and getting feedback from, uh, from our neighbors and uh, experiencing some of their artwork, even bringing some of that artwork into our school. There's a very much uh, a mutual, um, benefit going on. Um, It's not just us helping, but also learning and connecting. We become um, enriched by the experience um, as well, so there's that benefit um, both ways. That student actually with the bath bomb um, was able to utilize one of our 3D printers, which was super cool to be able to uh, make that kind of design and um, then mold, um, not very much to scale, but was able to mold one really cool diamond-shaped kind of thing.
0: So, you know, you you are in the middle of this project, so there's maybe not been the chance to reflect on um, student impact as a whole at the end of the project, but as you have um, gone through this process and as your students have interacted with the people at Heartside, what kind of impact have you seen um, for your students?
3: Yeah, I'm actually in a really cool place in that we've, with our intensive schedule, um, this is my third time through the project with a third cohort of students, um, so I have groups that have done the whole process um, now twice and the third group is is in progress, um, I'm finding that for some of my students this is one of the first real opportunities they've had to serve and that is very much changing some of my students' outlook, some of my students' attitudes. Um, there's some, some very deep deep level things and conversations with students on um, coming back from our first visit to Heartside. They'll say, I, I met so-and-so and I'm really thinking about their story and I want to make something. I want to make sure I give it to, to that person. I'm not sure what I'm going to make yet but whatever I do, I, w- I hope they're there next Friday when we go back for our presentations because I want to give this to them. Um, so the engagement level is um, I mean, my freshmen are still freshmen uh, right. but the, the engagement level has been um, been amazing to watch because students are, are making something for it a person and a group of people that we've, we've met, we've run into, um, we, we see, we see homeless folks, um, out on excursion at the library. Some, uh, many of my students ride the city bus. That's our our district transportation is is utilizing the city bus. Um, I ride the city bus and I'm finding, I run into some of these people and like, Oh, Hey, I saw your heart's out the other day. How are you? And sit together and have a conversation on the bus. It's becoming somewhat of like a Mr. Rogers neighborhood (laughs) phenomena of, um, and, and now we're breaking some of those barriers and maybe, Overlaying all this in somewhat of a, a meta kind of way, um, oil and water don't mix, and there's chemical reasons for that. And there's an ongoing discussion in the social studies and English projects, and also in our science project, of people with different levels of socioeconomic status oftentimes don't mix, and it, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, so enter the soap molecule, and soap has the the right chemistry to be able to mix with both oil and water, and one of my groups, reflecting at the end of the project, um, we were kind of tying a bow on the whole thing, and, and we kind of realized collectively, like we are, we are the soap right now. We are breaking down the social barriers and allowing um, groups that normally don't interact um, to to have um, have a relationship together, and it's better for it's better for everybody, um, better for us, and uh, better for um, those in need in our community moving moving forward. And that's that chemical parallel. Um, is, is pretty
1: powerful. Couldn't have planned that any better. Like that. <laughs> that I mean, that that just, that just that's the stuff that gets you excited as oh, a as a facilitator. And then, right. like you know, for students, like that's what they're going to remember when they yeah. graduate. Like they might not remember all of the chemical breakdowns and, and mm-hmm. the definitions, but they're going to remember that they got to help people, and they're going to remember that thought that like we can be that that bridge or we can be that connection piece that changes changes possible with with that. And so huge uh like talk a little bit about your like the impact like i mean for you as a facilitator of pbl someone who's been doing pbl like what what has this project done for you oh man,
3: um i think about a few students that's just through as freshmen through their science work and really their their school careers they've been met with uh very little success we have again on just a whole range of students whole variety of skills whole variety of motivation um we're running um a competency-based education mindset with our grading system, um, with the notion of you graduate when you show you are proficient in in these things. Um, we've broken down science, ELA, and social studies credits into 10 modules, and we try to make it as competency-based as possible. So we don't have A's, B's, C's, and D's. We have, you got to do these 10 things, and we got your back. We're going we're gonna to make sure you do because we know you can. I um, have some students that that's that's just very difficult, and the motivation is, is difficult. The, um, the the skills are, are at a lower point getting started, and um, frankly, there's a few students getting to the point where we're at this point far in the year, and they've haven't been able to show proficiency in in scarcely anything. Um, man, there's some of those kids did this for the first time with Hardside. They they got back from the initial visits. They said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna make brownies. I'm gonna make." There's one group. It's awesome. They couldn't decide. Couldn't decide. I'm like, hey, have you guys thought about making like sports drink I and mean, the basketball and stuff? We can make Gatorade. Uh, yeah, like there's dissolving chemistry, and we can talk about sugar and salt dissolving and electrolytes and that. Let's let's do that. And they went they went nuts. They brought in like they brought in fresh limes and lemons um, <laughs> and and learned how to juice them. And the, the first round turned out terrible. And, um, and afterwards, those students. Again, who had had very a variety of students that had just had very little success academically um, so far. Just all this baggage of school being a place where they didn't enjoy being, where they weren't finding success over and over and over again. Got to the point where they're up front, sharing their 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 Gatorade, sharing their brownies, sharing their whatever, and um, talking about it at a molecular level, and then handing it to um, to to folks in the audience and um, some of the just transparent conversations with those students afterwards, saying, "I've been struggling so far, but I think I kind of get what we're doing here at school now. I, I think I'm, I think I can keep going with this. I think I can do the next project well too." Um, so I'm really moved and really excited to see for some of these students um, that that human connection um, really brought about an opportunity for uh, for success and the just the adaptability of the project to to fit with. A culinary mindset, a sports mindset, a hygienic mindset. A one um, kid's making sunscreen right now. That's the one. His concern in the summer is sunscreen that works well for his skin, and he wants to think about that problem for others. So, I think that student voice and choice, along with just the, the real empathy, um, is um, is making a difference in in an academic sense. And, and frankly, I, I I think the empathy is more important than the yeah, academic absolutely. going on. Even though there is some, there's there's good chemistry. There's good presentation skills there's good planning skills that's coming out of this but more than anything I want my students to have a sense of, of justice and a sense of compassion um, with the folks that we're working with because I don't think it matters anything else it's a, a playing gong and a clashing symbol um, without right. the love for for our neighbors and um, it's been a fantastic experience
0: absolutely and I think that is such the the power of PBL mm-hmm. is um, you know the the academic skills you're teaching them having the application to make a difference and to um, connect with other people. So, uh, you know, along those lines, what what is the feedback that you get from your community partners and what's the impact that you see there through HeartSide?
3: Sure. Um, our contact with, with HeartSide is their um, kind of volunteer coordinator and also um, a, a lady that does work with um, grant writing and, and fundraising. Um, she's been phenomenal to work with. Um, and I think I'm trying to be mindful as, as we go, like uh, letting her know this is a huge benefit for us because it provides such an authentic and such an engaging and such a, uh, such a wonderful avenue for us to do science work and then share it with, with people that we can help and people that, uh, that care about what we're doing Um, and being mindful of this is, this is working well for you, right? Like I, I, we're coming and crashing your place where we're walking through um, kind of a smaller, smaller place. We're coming here with a bunch of students. This is, this is working well for you. And um, i wanting to kind of validate and make sure um, that's um, there's also mutual benefit for, for their organization and their needs. And um, it's exciting to hear they, whether it's being able to post a picture of, of us and the, the people that are there for the presentation on their Facebook page, or I think they had a donor's uh, gala and one of our parents um has been connected with them and shared some stories about that and that was really uh um a moving point for for the people in the room at that point but those stories um i think the best community partnerships are when it's um kind of like our student and neighbor partnership it, it's it's benefiting benefiting both so it, it it's um helping heartside side in in ways where meeting practical needs um but it's also um just it's it's good for, for all the parties yeah.
1: all the parties involved. I think that's like the, the goal when we start thinking about PBL. Like yeah. everything seems to be coming together in this project. And not
3: not every project goes that way. So <laughs> there's, there's less authenticity and this just yeah. happens to be one that's that's arisen as a, like, hey, this is, <laughs> this is an amazing thing.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So as we kind of think about wrapping up the episode, do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners or advice for, for people who are trying to, to, to get what you got in this project?
3: I think just jumping in and making the cold call to get to get started with the email, phone call, um, just inkling of an idea. Maybe we could create something and donate it to HeartSide. has just turned into just this very encompassing experience um, from start to finish uh, for us. And maybe two things that you don't necessarily put together, like what is a chemistry class doing a social work or a, a service learning project for? Um, so I think that a little bit of outside-the-box thinking from the get-go of, yeah, we're doing science, but science is always done by people and hopefully the things that we discover and develop using scientific processes is, is an aid to and, and a help to to people so um taking some of that cross-curricular stuff which is embedded in the dna of our school in the first place as a starting point um was uh, hopefully something that um, we can start seeing more in in other schools i guess it's not necessarily the traditional grain to be in constant contact and communication and um uh, the ability to to call audibles and and co plan stuff with with my colleagues is is huge because my social studies colleague and ELA colleague and um, others at my school have whether it's between feedback or have you talked to this person um, has brought about even more depth to the the project as a whole. So integration from the start, um, but at the same time just making the cold call and seeing where seeing where it goes. couldn't have imagined it turning out this this uh fantastic when we got started
0: yeah well nate thank you for sitting down and sharing this incredible project with us
3: glad to
1: ready break
2: thanks again for joining josh and andrea for the pbl playbook where we give you the playbook of real pbl facilitators in the classroom just like you and help bring you strategies and tools for your pbl game If you want to reach the pod, you can tweet at askgiebs, at missb103, and at magnifylearning. Or you can email the PBL playbook at magnifylearningn.org with any questions, thoughts, or ideas you have. Also, be sure to show Josh and Andrea some PBL love by rating, reviewing, and sharing the PBL playbook with other educators.